Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Prosperity Millennial, where we take a look at success stories from true millennials who have taken their success and their dreams and made them reality. We're going to walk through what they've done, their tips, their techniques, and really look at how we can make those applicable into our own lives. We'll talk about making action plans to really transcend what a true millennial is thought about and how you too can take your success into your own hands. Let's work together. Let's really go after success. And if you're ready, sit back, relax, and let's talk about Prosperity Millennial. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only. It is expressly our opinions and are based on our best judgment, but no warranty is given. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. Financial advice should be taken as an opinion and for educational purposes. We make no warranties or guarantees. Please enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever time you're listening to this episode of Prosperity Millennial, I'm your host, Matthew Brown, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about overcoming conflicting priorities. We all have really, really busy lives in today's ever-changing world, but on today's episode, we're going to talk about how we can overcome those conflicting priorities and strategies that can help us manage and resolve those conflicts. So sit back, relax, grab something hot or cold to drink, and let's dive right in. So on today's episode, when talking about overcoming conflicting priorities, it can be really challenging. But we do have some strategies that can help us manage and resolve those conflicts. First, And foremost is prioritizing and organizing. Now, that sounds really simple, but it's the truth. Create a list of all of your priorities and tasks and then rank them based on the importance and urgency. This will help you to focus on the most critical tasks first. Communicate. That's another strategy to helping us manage and resolve many of those conflicts is communication. If you're dealing with conflicting priorities in a work or team environment, communication obviously is crucial. Discussing those conflicting priorities with your team and or supervisor so you can gain clarity and alignment to which tasks take precedence. I know when I worked in retail, as I'm sure some of you listening have, retail is brutal. There's always conflicting priorities. There's always a hundred million things to get done and only eight hours to do it. Oftentimes, I would look to my store manager and it would be basically one of those like, um, I'm going to need you to to figure out what we're going to actually get done because this ain't all getting done. There's absolutely no way. I forgot my Superman cape at home. Um, I just can't make it happen. You know, so it was one of those situations where it was like, I'm going to need 
I'm going to need some clarification. I'm going to need some clarity on what you uh, what you're actually expecting, because reality is, is this isn't all getting done. So number three is obviously seeking clarification. If you're unclear about which priority should take precedence, seek clarification, as we just talked about me with my store manager from the relevant stakeholders. So and that can be different, right? So if you're a spouse, that could be your your uh, significant other, you know, seeking clarification from them about what they feel is most important and understanding the bigger picture and the impact of each task can help you make more informed decisions. Because if the task is going to be something that has major implications, well, maybe that's that's the one that should take precedence. But oftentimes we we have so many things that we feel like take precedence that we don't really dive into the most important. And next, it's really about negotiating and collaborating. If possible, collaborate with others to find compromise or alternative solutions that can address multiple priorities simultaneously. Maybe there's something you can do that will move the needle on multiple things. And this may involve negotiating deadlines or resources to ensure that critical tasks are addressed. See, in our own business with you design cleaning, we oftentimes find ourselves with sometimes conflicting priorities. You know, we have um, potentially promised a client that we're going to do a deep clean and then things happen in the week and things get pushed around and, you know, multiple clients need to be clean, but, you know, there's only so many of us. So then it becomes a, okay, let's figure out when we can make this happen. What's going to be realistic? And maybe the timeline for what the deep clean that we have potentially given the client may need to be adjusted a little bit. And just communicating that with a client is is going to make all the difference. Next is delegating. And I love that word, especially when you get into management, delegation. If you have the authority to do so, consider delegating tasks to others who have the skills and capacity to handle them. Delegating can help you free up time to focus on your most pressing priorities. See, when you're somebody with a lot of, I call it mental real estate, meaning you got a lot of going on up in that brain of yours that's always thinking five miles ahead, delegating things frees up the time to really situate and just focus on what really needs to move forward. Because oftentimes, Especially as a business owner, you feel like you're getting pulled in nine different directions and you've got a whole lot going on and it, it, it feels very overwhelming. So delegating some of that down to some of your team helps free up that, free up that mental real estate so that you can process and think and think clearly and have some clarity in decision making. Next, we're going to look at time management. That's another strategy. Effectively managing your time can help address conflicting priorities. Break down tasks into smaller manageable steps and allocate specific time slots to work on each priority. We all say we're really busy, but oftentimes uh, you can find yourself wasting time, right? You can find yourself 
dead scrolling on TikTok or Facebook or, you know, you get bombarded with emails and you're just, you know, delete, 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 delete. And, and it's, and it's one of those things where your time is just eroded. And so having effective time management, you know, taking 30 minutes to look at your email, but not spending three hours on trying to clean it up, you know, that maybe not the time for it. Next is flexibility and adaptability. Recognize the priorities may change. Be prepared to adjust your plans accordingly. Being flexible and adaptable to help navigate shifting priorities more effectively. See, that's what I was talking about when I was talking about, you know, the deep clean with the one client. You know, we had to be adaptable and flexible and, you know, had to realize that, you know what, we need to go back to the client and say, hey, we're going to get some of it done, but next week we'll finish it up. You know, it might not have been all what you said, but at least you're honest up front and transparent with the client or the uh, stakeholder in it. And you can be honest and say, hey, listen, so some things came up, but we're going to still get this done. It just not might not be on the timeline we'd original, originally thought. So then next is focus on outcomes. Instead of getting caught up in specific tasks associated with each priority, focus on the desired outcome. This can help you identify alternative ways to achieve the same results and made it alleviate some of the conflicts. See, that's what we were talking about too back when you know there is potentially uh, multiple priorities that could potentially have the same the same you know brush that can be taken to move the needle on more than one you know more than one needle gets moved on one you know rather than just one specific priority next is self-care and i think this is entirely important remember to take care of yourself During times of high stress and conflicting priorities, taking breaks, getting enough rest, practicing mindfulness can help you maintain a clear perspective and make better decisions. We forget ourselves when it gets so busy. We forget us. And no priority is going to move forward without us. See, we're we're the authors of the story And without us as the main character, nothing gets done. Yet oftentimes, we're the ones that are just trying to push and push and push and push and push. Well, there's only so much push and so much give in yourself. So you have to take care of you. You can't do it all. You know, that's that's where I had the conversation when I worked at at, in in retail. You know, it was, listen, this isn't all going to get done. I'm not Superman. You're not Wonder Woman. This isn't all going to get done. So what's the expectation? Because oftentimes it's it, we would love for it all, to all get done. You know, we'd love for it to all get done. But let's let's speak in reality. Let's speak in here and now. And it's not. So what are we willing to forego? What are we willing to let be on the back burner? Because... We can't do it all, you know, and I would say that like I would say, I'm sorry, I forgot my Superman cape at home. Um, I'm going to need us to uh, make decisions in reality 
And uh, that would definitely help, you know, that would definitely put in perspective for my boss of like, yeah, he's right. Like, this isn't all going to get done. No, it's not. So, you know, let's let's do what we can. So I wanted to I wanted to break down one specific section of this, and that was time management. See, effective time management is essential for maximizing productivity and reducing stress. And I wanted to talk about some strategies for managing our time more effectively and efficiently. So first, it's about setting clear goals. Establish both short-term and long-term goals to give your work purpose and direction. Having clear objectives will help you prioritize the tasks and make better use of your time. And then looking at that prioritizing of tasks, determine which tasks are most important and urge it and focus on completing those first. And one of the methods that you can use is what they call the Eisenhower matrix, which categorizes tasks based on urgency and importance. And this will help you to prioritize effectively. And then next, when you're in that time management realm, you got to look at creating a schedule. Develop a daily or weekly schedule that allocates specific time slots for different activities, including work, personal, breaks, and stick to it. Schedule as much as possible to maintain consistency and structure. And you can use time management tools like calendars, planners, to-do lists, digital apps, track your tasks and deadlines. These tools just help you to stay on top of your commitments and avoid forgetting important responsibilities. And this adage of multitasking, it's not reality. People will say, well, I'm really good at multitasking. They, you can look up a study. It's, it's out there. We can't multitask. We can't. We're not wired to as humans. We can't multitask. What we can do is what they call rapid ta- uh, task switching. While it may seem counterintuitive, multitasking can actually reduce productivity increasing errors because instead of focusing on one task at a time and maintaining concentration, we are task switching and producing not, not such high quality work. So avoiding multitasking is, is very important. That's because just because you have your email pulled up and you've got your work on another screen and you're going back and forth of trying to clean up your email but working on whatever's in front of you, you're getting distracted. Because if a bloop comes up under your email, oh, now I'm, I'm looking at this email and I'm, I'm focused on it and I'm reading it and, oh my goodness, so-and-so needs me. To, and then you're pulling something else up on the, the screen and you're trying to fi- fix or finish or or... You got this new task that just come up into your email and now you're trying to tackle it. And now what was on your screen that you should have been focused on is now not getting done. So just setting boundaries too, and learn to say no to tasks that are not aligned with your priorities or that would overextend your capacity. Setting boundaries can help you maintain control over your time and avoid taking on too much. But it's also like setting boundaries for yourself. 
like that email being open? Like, does it need to be open? Didn't you read it this morning? How about wait like four hours and then open it back up and then take a look at it? If somebody needs you that urgently, don't they have your phone number? Can't they call you, text you? They can get a hold of you if they definitely need you. But having a direct line to you that that involved, that anchored like an email with the inbox open on your screen, just distraction. Next is breaking tasks into smaller steps. Large or complex tasks can be daunting, but breaking them down into smaller manageable components can make them less overwhelming and easier to tackle. I know people who they get some big, 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 massive project. And it's like, they will do everything to avoid it. Everything. Because it's like, oh my gosh, this thing is going to take me forever. I just can't even imagine jumping into this thing. They, they, they make it seem like they're building the Eiffel Tower or, you know, a mausoleum or something. Like, it just, they just seem like they're, you know, creating the earth. But it, it's, it's one of those things, right? you got to break it down. Break it down so it becomes more manageable. And you piece by piece it until it's done. Next is allocating buffer time. Build in some extra time into your schedule to account for unexpected interruptions, delays, or additional additional time needed on your tasks. Because this buffer can help you to stay on track even in the midst of unexpected issues. See, you want a little bit of buffer time because you know. You know that crazy email or phone call or what not's going to come into your day and derail your plan. Okay? So allowing yourself buffer time. Now, that does not mean that you give yourself four hours of an eight-hour day as buffer. Let's be realistic. We'll never get anything done. You don't need four hours of buffer time, but do you need maybe an hour in a day of buffer? Possibly, for sure. I would say so. I would say you could you could definitely say an hour of buffer time would be entirely reasonable and important so that you can so that you can prioritize and, and ensure that those tasks that you set for yourself get done. Next is definitely one of my top top things for time management, which is minimizing distractions. That's what we kind of already talked about with the email being open. It's just a pet peeve of mine. I'm going to hammer it to death on this episode of the podcast because I feel like as, as professionals in any environment, especially office professionals, you have tasks to get done, but your email is open on your screen all stinking day, all day. And how easy is it to get distracted because some email comes in from a higher up or, or, you know, your boss sends you some priority thing that doesn't need done until, you know, next Friday. But because, you know, you're, you got the email, you're going to start working on it today. 
but you haven't even got done what needs done that's that's been on your plate for the last three weeks that you are trying ever so hard to get done but but you're 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 easily distracted because you know it was one of those big you know monumental build earth tasks and you know you've been dreading it anyway and so any any way to get out of it it's like well you sent me that email well it ain't due till next friday i needed this done two weeks ago but we get distracted so identifying and minimizing your distractions in your environment, such as turning off non-essential notifications, <coughs> email, finding a quiet workspace, or using techniques like working in focus intervals with short breaks to improve concentration. And it's okay to take a break. It's okay to sit in front of your computer, work really, really, really hard, and then take about 10 minutes and go, Whew. man, I just grinded that out yeah you did and guess what you turned off your stupid notifications for your email and so now it ain't bothering you anymore because it is i've been there i know i used to have my email open when i worked at the bank and when i worked in finance Never had it open when I worked in retail because, you know, anytime I was in the office, then I would open my email. But I I even shut off my email on my work phone. Because when you're at work and you're out on the floor and, you know, you're walking the store or whatever, the last thing you need is bzz, bzz, on your work phone. And then you look and it's some email and it's somebody wants something done, blah, 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 blah. But you already got your priorities for the day from the store manager. So what am I supposed to do with this? Am I supposed to, you know... Go tackle this on top of the 17 other things she's already given me to do today? No. I do the 17 things she's already given me to do, and that email and that priority will be there tomorrow. And I can address it then. Now, I'm not saying there's not going to be major, major, major things come up, right? There's not, I'm not saying that somebody isn't going to need you right now, this moment. To get something from you. But again. Do they not have a direct line to you? A phone call? Or a text message? Do they need your email open? To get you? No. 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 Typically you have a you have a phone. Probably sits on your desk. And they can call you. But with that email open. It is a massive distraction distraction in your workflow so lastly is reflecting and adjusting regularly review and reflect on how you're using your time identify what's working well what needs improvement and make adjustments to your time management strategies as needed by implementing these time management strategies you can enhance your productivity reduce your overall stress and achieve a better balance between your professional and your personal life See, when I was in when I was a salary manager working in retail, I had to I had to shut off the email for my work phone because I took my work phone home with me, right? And so when you're at home with your wife and your family and bzz, bzz, oh well, I got that email from work. Let me take a look at it. And it's eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night, and you're laying in bed and you're looking at work emails. Is that work-life balance? No. 
No, it's not. It's not work-life balance. That's work, work balance. And is it really that pressing that you need to read it at 9 o'clock at night in your bed so that you can reflect on work all night long and stress and conjure up and think and think and think and think and overthink these priorities, these conflicting priorities, these conflicting things that we feel need done? It's not. It's not important. It's not that important that it needs your time at 9 o'clock at night. It's just not. And I don't think your boss expects you to be looking at email at 9 o'clock at night. There may be some, you know, and you should probably find a new job if that's the case. Because people like that, they don't have work-life balance, so then they expect you to not. I'm sorry. Again, I live in reality. And reality says... I'm going to take some time for me because we all can't work like machines. It's okay to push. You know, to get somewhere in life, you're going to have to make sacrifices. But sacrifice for you. Not for your job that you hate. <laughs> and read email at 9 o'clock at night when you're like... Oh my gosh, there's my boss. Now, if you love it, that's different. If you're invested in it, that's different. That's you. That's your decision. But but don't do it because it's it's a distraction. Don't do it because you feel obligated. Don't do it because, well, my my notifications were on, on my phone and I seen it last night. Turn them off. You don't need them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have for this episode of Prosperity Millennial. Looking at time management, conflicting priorities, and overcoming so many conflicting priorities. And this, this, really, this really crosses from professional to personal. I mean, we even in our personal lives have a ton of conflicting priorities. We want to we want to do 900 things and there's only eight hours in a day to do it. You know, eight hours of personal time, right? Eight hours to sleep. I say eight hours to sleep, eight hours to work and eight hours of personal. Now, that's probably not true, but that's the way I look at it. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I have very much appreciated all the feedback I've gotten. Everybody seems to be very much enjoying Prosperity Millennial. We will have a guest on um, in the coming future. It's just been really, really, really difficult, especially with these uh, wonderful holiday season that we're in and upon. And so getting getting folks uh, time to, to record an episode is a challenge, but I definitely don't want to leave you guys hanging. So I definitely want to at least come on and give you something to... Uh, to, to dive into, think about, uh, digest. And if you got any opinion, anything at all, um, that comes to mind when it comes to prosperity millennial, feel free to shoot me a message, leave a comment, um, get a hold of me. I love to, to chat with you. So until next time, go after it, stay prosperous 
And this has been Prosperity Millennial and your host, Matthew Brown, signing out. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep getting after it.